Hello, everybody. It is Friday night once again, and on this week's jam-packed show, we check out some World War One Ottomans, a few World War Two Greeks, a three hundred and fifty dollar dragon that's bigger than a can of Coke, and we ask: Is the hairless cat the most dangerous beast in all the galaxy? On top of all of that, one lucky viewer will be in with a chance to win a copy of Age of Sigmar. Extremis, the two-player starter set from store.ontabletop.com. To be given the chance to win that massive bundle, all you need to do is be a subscriber to the channel, pop a comment below, and if you can do all the social media nonsense as well, that would be awesome. Otherwise, sit back and relax, because your weekend starts here. Hello folks, we are back once again to bring you another fun-filled little factoid show of uh, all the goodness from Tabletop Gaming. And this week I'm joined by John, Free and Ben to accompany me on my journey. How are you guys keeping? Surviving the waves? Yes, yes. yes. Just about. We've got rain. Nah. It's finally got to the point where the heat is not so severe and i can actually sit and paint models again and so (laughs) because i have a lot of games coming up this weekend that i needed to paint board game miniatures for that i just decided to put off um yeah i sat during the the nice cold section of the evening this week going oh 20 miniatures all done oh beautiful (laughs) (laughs) at this point i'm considering going outside and starting a rain dance so it's it's all (laughs) probably a good way to do it i think people have been already managing some of that in the south of england Mm. (laughs) quite a lot of it they're trying to shuttle it up north um but yeah so we're back once again and we've Nothing clever or interesting to tell you about what's coming up. Although I will say, battle systems are in the studio next week filming mm, with me. So yeah. maybe there is something coming up. You have to keep your eyes cough, out. Cough, that maladum. Is. Cough, cough. Mm. <laughs> if you have any interesting questions you want to ask about that, chuck them down below because mm. uh, I'll be sitting down with Colin. I suspect to to pick his brains. So you know, we'll just leave that one on the back burner. But you can just mull over that as mm. we take you through the rest of the show. And we're going to be kicking things off as always. With the most important part, the indie of the week. And this week, we're looking at uh, a range of near future and sort of moderns uh, from Pig Iron Productions, mm. uh, who are a delightful company who don't have a game attached um, that I can find, but the stuff will work for a whole host of games anyway. So that's always good. Uh, as you can see here from the delightful Pig Iron productions shop uh, you can see some of the figures they work in uh metal 28s across the board and i've split our sort of viewing across modern, oh. uh, and then from modern <laughs> we'll go into the near future uh, and then we might round things off with some of their accessories Ooh. and bits because there's some interesting accessories and or bits discussed yeah. so we're going to start with the 1980s hostage rescue now this is a new range Mm-hmm. Um, that they've already started with of late uh, so oh, much nice. so that the 
the SAS that we're about to look at have only just come out uh, end of last week. Start oh, of this wow. Week. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so we already have some things like we have uh, air hostess and a pilot and possibly a co-pilot or possibly another air hostess um, for your hostages. They are not alone because I've seen on their face page uh, a bunch of schoolgirls kneeling down, some with bags nice. on their heads and nice. uh, what looked like uh, right. what, what looked like some sort of right. um, drug cartel. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so this is a, an ever-expanding range. Uh, yeah. but the SAS are split into uh, saber teams, um, so you can get like three little teams of. Don't worry, there's a big picture. Look at, the, look at those perfect Lloyd ass pictures. There. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> well, no. here, there we here, go. Here's one that will annoy him because it's proper sized. Oh, yeah. But as you can see, there they are, looking very Fantastic. storming. Uh, Embassy sort of styling. Uh -huh. yep. Yeah, really looks um, very good for Spectre. Well, the, this yeah. is it because mm -hmm. they don't have uh, a specific game of their own, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of games out there like Spectre, like um, Dish Dash's Ultra Modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously there's the the more sort of near futurist things like Zona Alpha and bits and pieces like that where stuff like this would fit in. Spec Ops as well from Osprey would be a good shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the uh, the teams themselves, you can get teams as a three or you can pick up platoon of all of them. Nice. Uh, but it just means there are different uh, <laughs> different setups. I like how they clearly took a nice massive picture of all yeah, of them yeah. and then they were I, like, let's just put a really tiny one in. <laughs> no, because that's what it's Enough. going to look like to scale, isn't it? It'll be yeah. about here. So all you've got to do is go up to the computer like this. <laughs> They've done it for our, our benefit. For our benefit. Oh, very, very much so for your benefit. You can see in the background there, see the, the pink and the white. I'm pretty sure that's the, the cartelli looking. Uh, yeah, but there's um, okay. and then I think those are the kneeling down schoolgirls right at the very very back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why not? It's interesting <laughs> because the the SAS come out this week along with these uh, iron dice with the engravings in them, all oh, really features. Know. And I'm looking at the uh, mat that this has been played on, and I'm wondering is there an actual game coming? Oh, maybe about hostage yeah. rescue and stuff. But Tension. yeah, so. So that's the, the sort of the beginnings of it. We also then have the stalkers, which I'm sure John will appreciate. Ooh. Uh, so these are a Russian or Eastern Europe style set of figures, mm -hmm. um, which are particularly nice. What was that game where you ended up spending a lot of time? Was it just called Stalker? Um, yeah. Killing people around Chernobyl? Yep. There you go. Stalker, that's what Stalker you Shadow of Chernobyl or something like that. Oh, yeah. But these so are, they, again, yeah. beautiful, beautiful figures. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of games that have got that kind of pulpy weirdness to them that have fit into that kind of mm -hmm. near future moderns thing as well. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Somebody's about to get inside of the head. What's the what's the one that everyone plays at the moment where you run in and you die and then you come out oh, again? Oh, Escape from Tarkov. <laughs> Escape from Tarkov. There we go. <laughs> you run Can in and you I? die, I think, is the good way to explain that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you could use these as like Tarkov, uh, for like a Tarkov-style game. That could be mm -hmm. kind of cool. Good. You know, sort of set up a place on the map, maybe using Spectre or something. Yeah. You could where you're even... like, we need to go there and claim these objectives and then get out again before you get taken down by the... The AI or something. Yeah. You could use the canines as an alternative uh, dog meat for Fallout. Oh yeah, yeah. Could, of yeah. course. Well. <clears throat> yeah. I think we yeah. need to change the colours on that flag. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And they're all, all, all metal as well, these. These ones. are all metal, yeah. 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 Nice. They do have some resin bits and pieces, but they tend to be kept for the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Cool. Again, I quite like that for the house mm-hmm. clearance. Good rate of cycling. And the little, the uh, the sniper sitting pose mm. is really interesting. Because Better than I've having seen, to paint someone lying down on the floor. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, you do see the lying down, but I quite, I, I just like the setting. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a great image of a US sniper in Vietnam, mm. photo, you know, photograph of him and a spotter up against a tree and the, the sniper's just sitting like this. Mm. So. Really, really easy to incorporate nice things with base with that. With that sniper sitting down, you could definitely put in some cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big old bush or some mm-hmm. like large pieces of masonry around the side or something. Definitely. A bit of a brick wall or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those are our sort of Eastern European slash Russian stalkers. Cool. In the near future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And includes... Some female members of the squad as well. Some videos. Well, they were hot shots in World War Two, so why would they not mm. be in the modern day as well? <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we also have now. This is segueing into the sci-fi side of things, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you have these multi-part. Oh, sets. okay. So legs and torsos and irregulars, which again. Very good for doing your hostage taking or your mm. modern sort of pulp games as well. Mm-hmm. You've got like sort of Judge Dreddy, well, not Judge Dreddy, but kind of like cyberpunky sort of near future type vibes as well. You know, sort of street gangs taking mm. over portions of cities and having to send in the Warriors troops to, to put them down play. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Warriors well, come and play, but with a lot more firepower, maybe. Yeah. Well, in that case, uh, Snake Pliskin then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like I say, there's the uh... kind of look like the bad guys from Metal Gear Solid. I'm not going to lie. Well, they do, yeah. Regular legs. Sure. You need to have a phone with the with an app that just makes the alert sound every time they see you. Yeah. <laughs> but the, what was that noise? These are quite nice. The fact that they are multi-part because if you're doing a gorilla or terrorist force or whatever it happens to be, you know, something that's non-regular military, yeah. being able to mix and match to keep the diversity within there because you don't want uniformity in a non-uniformed force. I also, also like that they've turned the sprue into a piece of terrain. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. That's you, awesome, you, isn't it? You can add rubble to your basing with it, yeah. which is a, a neat little touch as well. Mm. Yeah, so that's our, um, our sort of our near future parts. <laughs> and then if I pop into our vehicles, you can Ooh, see where I'm going because we will be segueing from this into the future mightily. But they have uh, 28 mil Humvees, which are always good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 100% on board for that because I've got a few bits and pieces kicking around that is kind of modern or near future. So things like um, Delta 10 is lurking over my shoulder. So getting my hands on vehicles for that yeah, is always yeah, good yeah. as well. Yeah. What's quite nice as well with this is that, uh, like, there's a plethora of modern infantry 
I think out there for a lot of people to dive into, but it's the modern vehicles. I think that are maybe you know, there's less of out there because everyone makes World War Two vehicles, <laughs> but Sorry. it's the sort of slightly more modern stuff that you need to get, especially in 28 mil. I mean, there's a lot of Cold War bits and pieces out there, but um, obviously nice to see modern vehicles in 28. It's nice. So three varieties of Humvee um, from the canvas back to the hospital to the the standard. Shock there isn't a technical to go with mm, the uh, yeah we need the toyota hiluxes yeah yeah uh, <laughs> but pushing away then from our moderns mm-hmm. and into their near future we have some of the big chunky vehicles and these are just bricks of resin and the first <laughs> thing that struck me when i seen yeah. these not so much this one but one of the other tanks that we'll have a look at in a second um was if you'd taken a mouse and went, right. let's make a sci-fi version of a mouse, let's pull it 80 years into the future or 90 years into the future. That's the sort of vibe I got off it because it's it's I such a, so. it's such just a brick. And John <laughs> will know what I'm talking about with the mouse. I mean, the, the, the mouse is just so ridiculous when you look at it. It's like yep. nobody would ever have built this. It's just slabs. It's like if you if you ask a child to make a tank out of a cornflakes box, <laughs> they that's draw the sort of aerodynamic, aerodynamic design that they would do. <laughs> uh, and I mean, you know, for me, it's perfect. Let's go, well, you're getting through my armor. I don't think you are, Sonny Jimbo. <laughs> I love that uh, railgun-looking affair. Oh, that's well. really, that really cool. Yeah. yeah. But again, these, I mean, you could use them in a whole host of games. Not just your a scorpion your tank. Controls. I mean, not a scorpion tank. Praetorian <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> bed. What are you on about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry. Don't okay. worry. It's a tiny scorpion. <laughs> yeah. Not like that. But then you'll find like a nest of like a thousand of them. See the video of that? There's a video of that kicking around last week on the yeah. Tinterwebs. It's just like a pile of scorpions. I wouldn't want them. Uh, I was going to say that because they do have, I mean, I'm not going to beat around the bush. They do have a slight like halo vibe to them in a, in a, in a way. It's kind of cool. Also a little bit of sort of starship troopers and all that kind of stuff as well. So very nice indeed. I like that coaxial. Mm. Sort of, pent, I suppose it's not even a pendle, but sort of side-mounted massive machine guns. Because why wouldn't you? Well, exactly. <laughs> Also makes yeah. a lot of sense. Have your your feed going straight into the top of the uh, the hull or the sponson, so you're not having to get out, change a a, a mag case or whatever on the side of it. I've yeah. always thought that that would be really well. Obviously, you know, there's all the other things going on when you're inside a tank and shooting a massive gun on top of it. But like all the shell casings would just be like plinking down on top of the armor, and you'd just be in there, not only hearing the sound of the gun firing <laughs> and all that thing, but just this constant tingle tingle tingle. <laughs> and you'd be like, ah Constant there's, drone of noise. There's yeah. rules for that in bolt action. If you've, an, if you've an inexperienced team in a tank yeah. and they get hit by anything, you have to roll to see whether or not they panic. Oh. And then mark it because they don't realise that some of the things going tink, 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 tink can't hurt them at all. Oh. So inexperienced ones are likely to jump at every bang on the side of the hull, whether it's something that can penetrate oh, cool. or not. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's in there for some games. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, we'll have I wasn't just mad. <laughs> have a look at the aggressor. Quite alien-like, a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. alien-like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, could see that getting dropped off by a, 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 a not pelican. In the <laughs> yeah. Just get Spunkmire to drop it off and head on away. <laughs> Your team. Yeah. But yeah, so that leads us neatly then into the uh, the more sort of sci fi e 
style. Mm. Um, oh, that heavy infantry squad looks really cool. Well, well this is our heavy infantry uh, that you can take a oh, look at. heavy so, infantry section, right. So, <laughs> so the heavy infantry contain many things um, from... There's even some dead ones. <laughs> there, are, there are even some yeah. casualties, which is good for objective-based games. Yeah. These are uh, interesting. I like fellas. those. They've oh. got a real chunk to them, a heft. Mm. That means you're not you're not going a million miles away. I Yellow suppose. visor, Master Chief. Almost. <laughs> the Master Chef. <laughs> <laughs> just want a gimbal mount on the bottom of that big um support. Yeah, piece yeah. Yeah. Just just to really lay Oh, I like those. Vibe. Those are like proper cool near future sci-fi troops those are mm. it's the helmet designs that get me i think they're they're nice i love that they get they have that kind of again almost starship troopers feel where they're the kind of standard issue helmet that everyone has to wear it doesn't yes. matter how big it is for your head you still got to wear it <laughs> very nice are you yeah. qualified to make that <laughs> distinction on the mark three helmet i like the i like the casualties yeah, yeah, this nice, one yeah. may or may not be gripping his torso he's, he's just taking a shot to the gut yeah. checking his friends or he's holding his guts in yeah either could be an answer on that one the heavy infantry are really interesting um because it has that it bridges the gap it's not hard well it could be hard sci-fi but if it is yeah. you're, you're talking a couple of decades you're not talking hundreds or thousands yeah yeah of years. i mean the, the, the guns don't a lot of their just lasers i mean some of them are named lasers but some yeah. of them could a lot of them could just be still be like solid shot star weapons and things yeah yeah so. and then getting into the heavy weapons for oh. them there's uh, nice. a couple of, couple of missile teams mm. or as we all know rocket launchers because mm-hmm. you'd never say missile because it contains word miss which means your missiles will miss <laughs> that's why you always call them rockets this is this is gaming 101 people to say five five versions of uh saint javelin Yep. <laughs> I will I'll, I'll deal with those stalkers. <laughs> then we also have uh, some of the, the heavy weapons, yeah. which they've, they've got two alternatives. You can either have fixed emplacements or they have tractor mounts. Um, um, so if you need to move the things around so you get sort of... Well thought out. Yeah, yeah. permanent or whatever. I always, um, whenever I see these with the big bolts in them, I just think oh, yeah. the... Uh, Die Hard. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drilling it to the floor before they take out yeah. the... Uh... Yeah. A Maxim machine gun with the old-style Gatling magazine on top of it. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's, it's very much a hodgepodge, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good-looking uh, good piece of kit and has that sort of design that would fit into a alternative... Kadian army or Imperial Guard army, where you can go. Well, this is kind of where we're going with this. Or a one page rules army. Or one page. Or a one page rules army. Yeah. For the, yeah. For the uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Who wants to God. play ninth? Who wants to well, play ninth? Well, I certainly don't. <laughs> but I like this. I love the mortar on its little Goliath track. <laughs> you can just rumble forward. It's either it's either the tube for a mortar or that's the shell that has just landed in the top of the mortar. <laughs> oh, oh no, fear not, because there's there's the mortar shells in these two crates. Oh, now. okay, there we go. So yeah. that's the glass mortar. Yeah, I was going to say, it's either a very accurate artillery strike or it was a mortar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the glass, but then I've always it's liked the glass. Quite a nice little piece, that, yeah. Mm. That is, yeah. 
they're really nicely detailed as well. I, I, I like all the work they've done on the tracks and everything like that. It's all really nicely done. Lots of movement and flow to them. So it'll actually feel like they're, when it doesn't feel static. It feels like it's in, in motion on the tabletop, which is always cool. And there's there's the same machine gun that we've seen before, but with the tractor mm-hmm. mount on it. And that's a, that is a brutal World War One-esque set yeah, of wheels yeah. on there. I mean, you know hitch up a couple of shire horses to it because it's going to require that to move it. <laughs> Whole team of them. That's our heavies then. Uh, but then we also have the Conley, um, which are dun, dun, dun. in the Starship Trooper style. There's not many for the Conley, but we've got some uh, feral hunters. Ooh. Ooh. Spindly leaping things coming out of the grass. <laughs> I mean, you don't want them coming anywhere near you. I said it does. Feral Hunter Prime. Like coming from the the sand, that's quite nice. Mm. Mm. That's what they do. They they burrow in there like a nest of a thousand scorpions, and then they just come at you like Cleopatra. You have mixed tremors with starship troopers, and away you go. That's the, yeah. <laughs> it's the crossover we didn't know we needed. No. <laughs> oh, as long as Kevin Bacon's in it. I, I was going to say I'd Kevin like. Bacon trying to take on the Bergs. <laughs> I would definitely be on hand with that. Yeah. Uh, but then here we have some of the more regular. Um, militias and things so you've got sort of those damn outlanders you've got your feral scum very nice rad type mutants mm-hmm. with a whole host of unusual things going on those on alien hills have eyes yep. yes bionic <laughs> eyes <Yeah. laughs> I like those they're nice they're very nice oh, I like that that's that, that thing where it's like a almost like a tech cult yeah, because it's, it's almost like a. It's like he's got a circuit board, board or something. Yeah, like that. Board, yeah. Yeah. yeah, somebody's opened up an old um, yeah. video and just <laughs> just has that. We there. worship the mighty rainbow-coloured apple. Oh, oh, God is hell this is. Yeah. <laughs> Bow before Peter Max. <laughs> but we've, just, also... we've just made a game. We've yep, just yeah. made we did. A game. <laughs> and then there are also the uh, the colony militia. Oh so... wow. And these Barrel, are quite like, so. particularly like the robot. That droid's amazing. Robot. I do. Yeah. Tiny little robot. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, so you've got two flavors of sort of non-heavy infantry mm-hmm. uh, peeps that can be going about doing the Lord's own work. Mm-hmm. Down here. Well, seen you. Haven't seen you. So our snipers. Snipper. The little gilly suit looking heads on the. Don't know what's going on with his head in the middle. That looks like it's been cropped weirdly. Is he missing half his head? He's just been blown apart. Potentially. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're nice. Yeah, Rebel they're specialists. Mm. He's, he's just gaffer taped a heavy weapon around his yeah. shoulders. <laughs> no gimbal mount for him. No. Beta Max does not take with gimbal mount. <laughs> That's VHS tape he has for the the slides. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. We're getting more on theme here. It is. We sacrifice the VHS for our beta max. Yeah. And again, <laughs> uh, some multi-part variants as well, so mm-hmm. you can mix and match. Presumably, I haven't gone to look yet, but presumably these, because the scale is the same, they may mix with the um, near future. Oh, yeah. oh, you would have thought so. Yeah. so yeah. Again, giving you some more. Obviously, mm-hmm. the more chunky sci-fi weapon, but you can mix in mm-hmm. some of the new future bits and bobs to yeah. vary it up a bit. It's nice to have kit bashing, but 
to the degree where you don't have to stick every end thing on if you don't want to. You can just yeah. take the, bod- the the bodies and the legs and stuff and play around with that. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh my. Oh, dear. Those are oh. good. That's chunky. Blame me, Charlie. Is that what you said? Oh, yes. <laughs> Crikey O'Reilly. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I do just want to paint them in a sort of rusty orange color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go full ABC Warriors. Yeah, yeah. They are They hefty. are amazing. Oh, he's chunky boy. Need the pins for that. <laughs> Just hear it's, it's, it's not even seven quid, so I don't think they're particularly massive. Uh, yeah. Probably yeah. I don't know. Obvious. Yeah. I'd mm. still I'd still wouldn't trust those arms to stay on, probably. <laughs> you have little faith. Not with not with just super blue anyway. But, yeah. but I, I really like them. They're an interesting bunch. Mm. You've got some weapon options. So you can mix and match between them. Is that like a strange human head that you can put on the top of it? Or yes, something? yes, yeah. it is. So, so maybe he's into like drogue. a massive bionic dude or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he's more like um, Kian from Robocop 2. Oh, yeah. 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 Who in no way went absolutely radio rental. I was thinking like a cyber psycho from like cyberpunk as well. Just yeah. like this person who's just gone utterly wild. Yeah. Something Borg-like, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a set of three war droids. And droids are always good. Handy for things like Stargrave as well. Yeah, yeah. Wandering, mm. Generic wandering droids are great. Stomping around a, trying to kill everybody. Yeah. A lot of this would fit into Stargrave, really, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. 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 40 mil. So, yeah, that, it must be a 40 mil basis on as well. Quite the size mm. of a Terminator, a bit taller. Yeah. Sweet to the base. Chunky boy. And our, our system... Uh, our last little guys. So, scavengers. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> how did it get smaller? <laughs> is, that, is, is that the record for smallest picture we've had? In the weekend? <laughs> no, no, I've, I, no. I, I, I've had smaller. No, I've had smaller, and it, it, it me that Lloyd wasn't about whenever it happened. <laughs> his head would have exploded. <laughs> You can't have everything. Hey. Yeah, the system scavengers. So these are the rocking about the place with all the optics on them. And I think it'd masks. be cool to do like a zero G style game, like base it around the expanse and have like the colony guys being the sort of the earthers and stuff, looking trying to take control mm-hmm. of different space stations out there and have these guys as your kind of mass, uh, asteroid mining crews and your belters. And then have some like proper cool zero G rules and stuff thrown into the mix, because then that would mean that you could have the robots just literally walking around and everything. Because it's like, oh, well, we got mag boots, <laughs> so <laughs> cheaters, yeah, <laughs> yeah, slightly more mm. sci-fi upgraded versions. Don't fire flame fire in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. fire in space is beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> learn that. Those helmets Sam really Neal. are appealing. Yeah. That's so utilitarian. You you just just wear it. Yes. Wear it. <laughs> but all this armor is way too big. Just put it on. <laughs> you have to put it on because book yeah. says it. That you do. Yeah. That's nice. Tea. Yeah. Now, people who are paying close attention will notice that some of the squads of um, system troopers there have separate heads, mm-hmm. uh, and that is because. They do a range of heads that you can mix and match and add to stuff. So 
male, female, variety of flavors, all sorts of things. For, uh, Amanda, who's always horror. been looking for cat heads. There you go. There's a whole, <laughs> whole stock of cat heads. The daughter's bast looking helmets. You get, you get a serious amount of them as well for the price. The shelf yeah. knockers. The shelf yeah. knockers. <laughs> you, get, you get 20 of them. Wow. But wow. it means then you can go in if you want to start doing things like all those balaclava headed guys. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe just stick berries on them all. At least one of these deserves a cigar or something. You know, they just say one of them you'd expect to have a cigarette or yeah, a cigar. True. <laughs> you probably will do. Yeah, and if not, you can always just add them yourself. Boonie hats, boonie hats are cool. Everybody loves boonies. <laughs> what else we got? Heavy infantry, visor closed. Is that Master Chef? <laughs> no, in fact, no, no, visor no. a little bit more Cobra Commander. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, same. I've mentioned him quite a lot over the last couple of weeks. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're really getting your GI Joe. On. I really am. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you should go back and rewatch the outstandingly good films. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take that really advice nice no. well. no. the fact that these are 28 mil I don't know who sculpted those but they have a very hexian look because these sculpts faces very similar they do a little that, bit don't they yeah which makes yeah. me wonder I mean these might be very very close to sticking on some of my other 28 mil ranges mm. just thinking anyway because there's a very nice stuff yeah. a, a stunning amount of heads in oh my there. god oh, yeah. wow so, you know, militia, winter, with big fuzzy Russian bearskin-looking things, militia, Conley rebels, all sorts, near future. Me now. That's our um, system. <laughs> it's it's good to see that Pig Iron is getting ahead, and like, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so good, John. No. <laughs> you can go now. <laughs> I'm done. That's it. System that's, commandos. That's my one dad joke of the year. <laughs> so proud. I like those. That's a bit more Master Chef. Oh. It is very much so. Very ODST sort of look. Mm, mm. Yeah. There's one other thing I want to show you. Uh, if I can remember where they live. Is it MR? It must be in add ons. Yeah, it is. Uh, don't want bases. If we skip the bases, so the little Goliath we've seen earlier, you can have mm -hmm. just this little thing. Just diving around, there's backpacks, there's um, there's a cut cargo crates, but then there's also these for objective markers. Oh, nice, very nice, and those dice those as dice. well. Yeah, uh, like I say, the, the dice only appeared this week as well, so I'm not mm -hmm. sure what's going on with the old uh, actually dices. big chunky metal dice as well. Then, yeah, or are they just I'll, colored I'll, plastic? I'll or... Tell you now, <laughs> they are English pewter. Oh, oh, weighing 38 grams each, these have real weight when they hit the table, or your friend's head. <laughs> I've no right, idea, you okay. them. I've no <laughs> idea <laughs> how many you get because it's only four quid, so I can't imagine it's a ton of them. But doesn't say how many. Mm. Anyway, yeah, if you want some sci-fi looking pieces, they're very good for objectives as well because they look kind of like sci-fi crates, but they're all numbered. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. you, know, you just whatever, ah, whatever, yeah. whatever faces good is your objective. Yeah. Boom, away you go. Um, but yeah, the ejector seat, weapons, case with the oh, weapons. Even with the still nice. foam inside it. <laughs> well. Yeah, because you don't want sure. the weapon rattling around inside yeah. with its shoot on it. You've just chucked it out of an airplane. You don't want it to rattle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, tiny, tiny ejector seat. 
<laughs> Where's the pilot gone? Maybe he's one of the casualties lying somewhere else. Um, Rolled um, off. Right. Yeah, uh, interesting, interesting set of stuff from Pig Iron. Mm. Um, like I say, more to come. I really, I've, I really like the Kneeling Schoolgirls. I just, I can just see them lined up in an eighties action. Well, you're just waiting on like Jean Claude Van Damme to swing in through the window, or maybe, a, maybe a John with a one liner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which means you can always look at somebody like Studio Miniatures, whatever we've featured mm. in the past. Um, mm -hmm. Pick up your snake or your uh, diehard esque uh, heroes to throw in there. But yeah. Mm. Fascinating stuff. Let us know what you think of Pig Iron below. If you're looking for them, it's Pig Iron Productions. Um, but if you just Google Pig Iron Miniatures, you'll find them via that as well. We shall take a little break. And when we come back, we'll be taking a look at the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that sh you love. It's the news <laughs> okay we are back folks and we are going to be starting off with a bit of historical news from the guys at mm. firelock and phalanx consortium yeah uh so um uh, over the last sort of couple of weeks i think it was sort of last month they actually properly hit a lot, uh, a lot of the web store and stuff uh, we have got three new starter forces for blood and valor which <laughs> is the world war one War game from the folks at Firelock and uh, Phalanx. Mm -hmm. So uh, these split down into the Anzacs force, uh, the Ottomans, and the Russians for this period, uh, which I think is pretty cool. Um, each of these has been designed to come in at around 150 points. So it's a good starting point for you to dive in and start playing the game. And each of them will come with a set of their core infantry um, designed around. Uh, the particular themed force. Mm -hmm. You also get assault teams in there as well. So you get those running forward to go and kick ass and take names. There's also machine gun teams. And then each of the starter forces also comes with a command element. So you'll get your leaders to uh, take to the field as well, which is quite nice as well. Uh, so yeah, all of these are available in 28 mil scale, um, which is, you know, scale for the game. And also you get a... Um, PDF with each of these, which is free, or at least yes. there are PDFs for some of these anyway, which will allow you to play these armies out on the tabletop. Um, so I think it's got the Russians and the Ottomans have got PDFs for them. If you can't find them on there, they have them over on the Farlock website as well. So you can go and check those out and things. Which they is quite nice. themselves anyway. Oh, okay. I, 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 I got a copy yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. Because I wasn't sure whether or not these were some of the ones that they did additionally. Additionally, yeah, a little no. bit like they do sometimes with blood and plunder and stuff. But no, uh, but, yeah, Ottomans. So. Oh, Imperial Russian isn't. But oh, there Ottomans, we go. Ottomans so and there you go. are. So, yeah. so that's quite nice. So there you go. They got the PDF for that. Yeah, so they're they're resin as well. These ones, nice. oh, so you right. can pick them up and dive in and have fun with them. Yeah, which yes. I thought was quite nice because I assumed these are going to be metal metal miniatures. But I think uh, the the previous ones were metal. As yeah. well. but no resin for all of these different sets uh, and I, I think the, the dynamism that they've added into them is really nice uh, I think you've got some nice troops in this collection that are sort of rushing forward and heading mm. over the trenches and that kind of thing as well so good MG teams as well and then I think the leader figures look really nice everybody likes the uh, the Maxim mm -hmm. also the Imperial Russian handy because I know they're planning on doing um the Bolshevik war as well. So I think Bolsheviks mm, are getting yeah, less at yeah. some point. Actually, as far as I know from chatting to Mike <clears throat> recently, um, Rufus and Kai have almost finished the supplement. Oh, brilliant. So yeah. I need to speak to Rufus about uh, having we chat to him 
vis-a-vis that yeah. and what he's been up to, um, yeah. just to to see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. The thing that's quite nice about these as well is that they kind of take you into elements of World War One that maybe you yeah. haven't thought of. Like a lot of people will be playing the British and French versus the Germans in the trenches or, mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing if they really want to. But I like that you suddenly now move over to the Ottoman Empire and mm. you start playing out the fights that they were having. You can play those moments, as you say, with the Russians when they were involved in the war and then when they had to pull out <laughs> and fight their own internal civil struggles as well at the same time. And then, of course, you've got the Anzaxis, which allows you to play with, you know, Commonwealth troops that you wouldn't necessarily think of including in your armies potentially mm. uh, but now you can because you've got the elements to, to go and do that seems quite nice so, and I mean if you want to keep playing with the Russians into later war anyway <clears throat> um, some of the Russians were they weren't seconded to the French army but they were mm. put down into southern Europe and right. then when the um, rising happened uh, Russia pulled out they mm-hmm. didn't either they didn't want to go home or they were still intent on <laughs> fighting where they were right. yeah. so they just ended up joining up with the French army so you can have a, an interesting mix of French oh, cool. and, and Imperial That's Russian troops together. a little contingent of the Russians there at the same time <clears throat> yeah they ended up it's also one of the reasons why the Russians also had the French Adrian helm as well for a very small mm. amount of their troops so you can sort mm. of do some interesting mix of matching and kept bashing yeah. as well ah between those and the um, yeah. war games and the Arctic uh, French kits. One of the things I was because obviously these are, they say 150 point starter forces. Where do, where's the next step up from that when it comes to Blood and Ballad? Is there like well, a big points leap or is it? No, um, your points for Blood and Valor are sort of a 200 point game is, is a right, okay. big game. Um, but you're limited in what you can have because you can only have um, a support unit. So the likes of off-board artillery or um, machine gun teams or the uh, the assault squads. You only have one of those mm-hmm. for every one sort of main unit that you have. Okay. So you tend to end up with a, a solid core of riflemen, of, of mainline units. You're not going to have a ton of machine guns or whatever happens to be kicking around. In some cases, you're limited yeah. to only mm-hmm. one of those support types. So more more riflemen and then maybe uh, the way I've been doing it is, is get a rifle contingent then add in um, cavalry or something like that uh, to change good. it up a little bit. Yeah, um, infantry or cavalry or, or that sort of thing. So you can nice tweak it yeah. that way. And then obviously, <laughs> always take the off-board artillery and just drop it on. I mean, you only get one turn. You yeah. only get one turn of it, but by God, if it hits, it hits. <laughs> and uh, if you've got a, a force that's capable of taking um, flamethrowers, then I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> they are absolutely, oh, they are terrible, uh, terrible things. But uh, yeah, great yeah. to see more coming for uh, Blood and Valor. And like yeah. I say, it'll be interesting to see uh, what yeah. lists are in the it new was, as well. They, they were available for the first time at Historicon, which wasn't that long ago, I believe anyway. But and then yeah, last week and then July. they are gonna then be more available online and stuff as things go. So if you were like, where is my where's my copy of this? It should be coming soon, I would imagine. So don't Sweet. too worried. <laughs> Where are we off to next then? We are off to a different reality. So Fantasy Flight Games have been, as you know, they've been working really hard in bringing the X-Men into Marvel Champions. So we've got Mutant Genesis coming up. That's on the way. And that was previewed at Gen Con as long, alongside two different upcoming packs. So we can expect that Wolverine will be joining. What a surprise, who knows? Um, but alongside <laughs> that, we did get a very much unexpected scenario pack. So okay. it is 
an otherworldly scenario. So you're going to be entering the twisted reality of Mojoverse. So it's bringing the <laughs> right. unfathomable Mojo mania onto the table. And you've got scenarios that are going to take down villains, hunt down an ally, and see yourself in the midst of different television shows and genres and face <laughs> off against the big man himself. So yeah. the scenario pack comes with 78 different cards and it's going to have three different missions to dive into. So you're going to need to think a out game of box with this one. <laughs> yeah, so... The first uh, villain you've got is Magog, and he is the champion of Mojo Vest mm-hmm. moment. He is going to be continuously regening. So no matter how hard you try, it's going to be a tough one to knuckle down. And you're going to have to think of different ways to take him down, such as engaging with the crowd and winning over the audience. Um, once he's down, you're going to follow Spiral across teleportation uh, without getting too close and uh, causing damage to yourself. And once she's been nailed down, um, you can buddy up and ally with her to take down Mojo himself. And Mojo is going to see you through a series of television show ideas and genres. You've got like drama, <laughs> like fantasy, horror. Dial M for Mojo was funny. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mojo is going to be able to yeah. constantly change the environment that's around you, but Spiral can do the same. So the chain nice. of the game can yeah. change. Long shots in addition, as you can see to the pack, he is proving to be a worthy ally in the Mojoverse as well. And it's really interesting one, to be honest. With these scenario packs, you can play them as a one-off. You can embed them into a bit of a break for your heroes between a campaign. I'm sure that none of the heroes you've been playing expected to jump into the Mojoverse anytime soon, so it might work as a really yeah. good mini campaign. But there are six modular sets, they're easily adaptable, and you can throw them in into any customised waypoint in your game. Um, so it's quite an interesting scenario pack uh, coming cool. for Marvel yeah. Champions there, and it's ready to be released in autumn next to Newton Genesis. Yeah. It's, it's just struck me, there was a film called Stay Tuned in right. probably the 80s, where um, the mum, dad, and kids accidentally get sucked into uh, their TV, and um, and every time somebody changes the channel, they sort of jump from TV ah, show to movie to yeah. genre. So you get things like instead of Wayne's World, there was Dwayne's Underworld. It was <laughs> it, it was an amazingly amazingly yeah. bad film. Uh, but I'm just having massive vibes of of the eighties. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. I'm just hoping that there's some proper old school WWF wrestling. I'll just have to see somebody in the ring what, with Mojo. What's the, what's quite nice about these sets as well is that because of the way that Marvel Champions is designed, when you pick up a hero, you don't have to do any deck building if you don't want to. You can just buy the pack and immediately start playing with the hero. So if you want to just play Mojo and then you want to pick up a random set of heroes or something, you can just be like, cool, well, I'll pick up Wolverine when they come out. Yeah. Just use their deck straight out of the pack, dive straight into doing, playing some of these scenarios and just have fun with it, which I think is quite nice. Of course, some of those starter decks are a bit bad. Sorry, Thor. Um, but uh, <laughs> and he's my favourite. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, this one sounds really good fun. And it's, I think it's a really inventive way of introducing the mutants in rather than just going immediately for just like... I mean, obviously they are doing Cyclops mm. and Phoenix and Jean Grey and that kind of yeah. thing, but rather than just going, and here's the Mutant Academy, they've gone, and now here's Mojo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a really, really random one. And it's, I think the last one was the Hood, the last scenario pack. Uh, but, and it was all very, oh, it was around Spider, it was around Spider-Man, the last, uh, what was it called? The Venom-based um, expansion. Um, 
and it was still very street crime. It was still very, you do your regular stuff on the streets, go against your villains that are grounded, albeit kind of and stuff. But this is taking you onto a completely different reality. Yeah, sounds really, really interesting. Uh, yeah. Completely strange route for Marvel Champions. Sounds cool. Excellent stuff. Uh, speaking of different directions and strange routes, uh, the plague is coming back to Dead Zone in a big way. Um, and I suppose also Firefight. So a long, long time ago, when the Kickstarter was being run for Dead Zone Second, uh, there were a whole host of new and exciting creatures for the plague, uh, the unusual genetic altering strain disease that uh, is creeping around the the uh, universe of the Galactic Co-Prosperity Sphere. And these models were available then as add-ons uh, and in metal. And then years later, they haven't really been available at all. So if you didn't pick them up then, you haven't been able to have them in your lists, but finally they've got round to it, uh, re-releasing them, but in resin form. Um, and we're going to kick things off with the big plague bursters. Uh, mm. So it's it's great to see these finally making it onto the tabletop because they are, in some respects, handy to have. In other respects, absolutely filth. Uh, so the stage two bursters are particularly bad um, because they can sort of pastulize all over you. Oh, yay. They uh, need to look gooier, don't they? They don't need to look Well, a bit just imagine any time they take a shot or somebody punches them that one of those big boils bursts. Oh. And when it hits you, it hits you with the same attack as like a chemical flamethrower. So Yummy. it's got like the it burns special ability for dead zone if you're running dead zone. Um, I've got these in metal and I could kill a man with them because they are monstrous. <laughs> uh, they're just, and I'm not surprised with the cost of everything going up that uh, they've decided that metal just yeah. wasn't the way to go um, because there was a lot of gribbliness going on that uh, was a, a pain, I suppose, to uh, to cast up. Le- uh, Left for Dead has a lot to answer for when it comes yes. to zombie types. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that is very true. Yeah. Or even uh, even the original. Resident Evil, it had big bursty well, things yeah, and uh, yeah. an unusual plagued up birds like the Moidaboids. Um, <laughs> the Moidaboids. Moida. The Boids were pecking at our eyes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, these, these are gargantuan. They're, the set I have in metal, there's actually a few others. There's like a wall with one perched on it and then there's like a little flock of Moidaboids. Um, <laughs> but these two massive vulture-like creatures are in there. And very handy if you're planning on playing a plague list in dead zone because it gives you uh, much needed range uh threat range rather than range the attack most of your stuff is is very punchy but the murder birds can cover about half the board ish they've got like a two three move and on an eight hect or eight, eight square board um obviously being able to go halfway across in one turn will really give your opponent yeah, pause yeah. for thought uh when they get there they you know they can peck their way um, <laughs> take out their eyes and uh that's that's how that's how you stop your opponent from shitting back at you i just love the murder birds i really am going to dig mine out and put them together oh. i've sat on them for five years i'm not gonna do it now um but as well as as well as the new additions there's i also, love the plague lord he's so cool yeah so with the re-release of um firefights the the new second edition and with dead zone coming they also went back and took a look at some of the existing oh models that have been done in uh, oh. in pvc plastic and these have been redone now into resin so the original uh stage 1a plague lord was nice i really like him he's, he's a gorgeous figure in fact there's one sitting somewhere 
there's one. But he's very static. He's very up and down. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, he's just standing there watching the world go on. This guy looks like he's got very annoyed that people have come onto his planet and aren't plagued yet. Um, Get off he, my lawn, yeah. He, he, will, he will solve that issue uh, yeah, by the yeah. medium of repeated punches to the head. But they've also gone back in and, and things like the Terraton, um, the teleporting turtle wow. as well, are also getting a new iteration or variation. Um, which is great to see because the, the models that exist were nice. This one's a bit bugged up. This is a, a teraton on steroids, which is what I want to see when somebody has plagued up an alien is that they should get bigger and harder and tightness and, and all the rest of it. And just generally terrifying for all and sundry. Um, mm. uh, then we have the plague sentinel. So yeah. Um, and amongst the plague and the leapers and the like, you can have these larger creatures that can do a lot of damage. He should be on a bigger base, I feel, not from a model point of view, but because of what he can do on the tabletop. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's he is he is filth deluxe, and the fact <laughs> he really is the the fact that he's only on uh, like a, a standard base, he's a size two creature, means that you can really do a lot of damage. Whereas I was expecting when I seen the stat line that he would be another 40 mil monstro. Uh, he's also, if people are wondering, he's, I think he's an alpha simian style gorilla. Say he does seem up, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, which allows him to swing through the inner cities of dead zones with the greatest of ease and then ruffle stump <laughs> you into the ground. <laughs> Cause that's what they do in life. As you want to do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then the most I thought these were terrifying. Well, yeah, yeah. They, they are. And yeah. all they've done here is take those oh. terrifying hairless cats and just reproduce them exactly <laughs> on the tabletop. They haven't had to That's do anything wonderful. to make them. They are creepy, creepy things. Um, so, yeah, big swarms. Uh, always good um, to have. As chaff, they're, they're relatively annoying. Um, but the most annoying thing is being a hairless cat. Uh, they all have evil acidic bites, so they're AP two. <laughs> so if you're if you're facing something like heavily armored enforcers or forge fathers, then these little cat fellows are um, are going to tear through that armor in short order. Uh, and obviously, at the same time, uh, hairless the, thing cats. That, the thing that I really liked about them. Well, no, I didn't like it, but the thing that reminded me of is whenever you see the movies where they're fighting something that's like gribbly. Oh yeah, and they can take out the big things nice and easily because they can see them. But then something gets inside their suit and starts oh, yeah, yeah. nibbling away, and that just like freaked me out. And I was like, oh no. Yeah, it's it's nice to <laughs> yeah, see. Don't want any of that. <laughs> nice to see all of the plague getting a plague day out. Um, so if you're after additions to the uh, the dead zone plague uh less than they've now got them in spades uh also sneaking in under cover of darkness is another a, random release yeah <laughs> so he was the i wouldn't say limited but he was he was only available in the army pack for the marauders right. for firefight mm -hmm. so if you're just a dead zone player and you don't need a full marauder force uh you couldn't get him up until now but uh, they've managed to extricate him from the army box packaging and now if you want uh, just a belts on belts with this yeah thing. oh it's, it's all about the belts anybody <laughs> who likes mantic will tell you they love their belts you, you want to see belt deluxe look at the ogres oh my god There's no clothes there it's just layers of belts in various places it's like lulu from final fantasy 10 yeah, yeah, all yeah. the belts yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but really nice marauder 
yeah. rocking the uh, Ripper claws as well. It, it reminded me how much I like the Marauders and the way that Mantic approached Orcs hmm. in that they've made them feel strange. It's a strange word to use, but more alien looking. It's like they're not just a fantasy orc that has yes. found its way into space. They feel like an entirely different kind of like race faction within the world, which I think is really nice. Mm. That sort of fits into something a little bit more sci-fi. Yeah, cool. I also quite like the the explanation for why they're green as well. Uh, they come from a planet that's very highly radioactive, and, oh, the, right. and, and the green. The that's green why they light. glow in the dark. Well, but, but the, the green skin pigmentation essentially is like a, a natural UV sunblock. Uh, okay. Uh, nice. And, and that's that's why they've developed that's that cool. over the years. So yeah. it's it's solely uh, to protect them from uh, the harsh rays of the sun. And being Irish, I can one hundred percent understand that the harsh rays of the sun are terrible. Oh my god! The emerald green had a re- there's a reasoning there. Yes. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent. Yeah. Irish twinned with orcs at young age. Uh, so there you go. Uh, dead zone looking spanking and i'm just looking at my own dead zone force going well you know i could probably add a few bits and pieces i think the the plague would be the way that i would go the leapers are particularly nice and if you've not seen the the plague actually have two nice plastic kits as well Mm. they have a the plague stages that also have things like the dog on it the plague hounds come on the sprue and then there's also a zombie um set as well for just mindless hosts which is i would paint them with contrasts and just go blending crazy on them to get their like skin tones and stuff that'd be really cool yeah just chuck it on and and make for the horizon just mess around with it yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. it's definitely a way to go um now returning back to the mediterranean yes oh yeah so we've done World War One. Mm. We're now moving into World War Two, and I picked this one up because it's something a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't necessarily normally kind of put this thing in the weekend because it's a little bit of a small story. But the thing that really got me was this idea of playing as different factions within something massive that everyone yeah. knows about, right? Yeah. So um, with this, this is World War Two Greeks from Great Escape Games. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really got me here was uh, something similar to what we saw with the Firelock stuff earlier and the Phanax Consortium models, is that I don't really, well, I didn't know anything about what the Greeks did <laughs> in World War II, which is to my shame, because yeah. I should definitely know this kind of thing because it's important. Um, but when I was reading up about this, I was absolutely fascinated mm-hmm. by how the whole Greek situation played out. They had like this dogged resistance against the Germans and the Italians during that first part of the war. Then they got occupied. Then there was the massive uprising in the resistance. Mm. Then there was infighting within the resistance between the different elements of it. Then they captured parts of their, their country back and they basically controlled all the mountainous regions. And then there was just constant fighting all the way to the end of the war. And I was just thinking to myself, suddenly I'm like, wouldn't it be amazing just from seeing these miniatures pop up on their web store to play out an entire campaign based around this, you could play out from the beginning all the way to the end, just this entire Greek saga, effectively, maybe like a Greek epic. <laughs> um, <laughs> with these different troops. Um, and yeah, so I was really amazed when I saw these miniatures and did a little bit of reading and stuff. So you get a, a chaplain in the set, um, as some people said, on uh, on Twitter, oh, it's very unorthodox to have some sort of Greek models, and they went, oh no, wait a minute, it's very orthodox. orthodox. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. 
and then uh, you've got like an ambush team there which I think is really cool mm. you've got the Greek flamethrower crew and there's an observer crew in there as well there's also some, some Romanians that got released at the same time but yeah. you know they're, they're kind of cool I suppose uh, but I was just like <laughs> how awesome is it to have this like neat little set of Greek miniatures and this isn't just the start of what they've been working on they've done loads of Greek stuff in the past mm. over the last couple of months as well and they've really built up this nice collection Great Escape Games built up a really nice collection of just sort of alternative miniatures for forces that you wouldn't necessarily think of when playing World War II. Uh, and I was just like, wow, what a really nice little inspiring set of releases that could take you up in a very different direction. It was very cool. So. Excellent. for If you want to do things like the um, invasion of Crete. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is perfect for that, isn't it, John? Mm. Just break out the, the false Jaeger <laughs> and throw them against Greeks just, just up in the mountains. Yeah. Um, and this, show this how that is, one goes badly wrong. This this is another part of World War II that I'm not au fait with either. Like I, mm. I was aware in the in my periphery of things that mm. Greece is a thing. <laughs> that, well, that's, yeah. That, that they at one point got invaded and I was like, Oh, okay. Cool. But they uh yeah, the <laughs> the the I don't know if it was the Crete invasion with the Fulshmeager that went so it badly was, yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. That that Hepler went, yeah. we're not doing any more we're drops. There's no more airborne yeah. assaults. From now on, yeah. you're just another ground unit. The the Germans announced airborne forces don't work, and America went, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> the other, yeah, the so. other fascinating thing I learned about this as well was that, I mean, you could use these troops to play out all the fighting in Greece during mm. that sort of earlier period and then later on if you wanted to as well. Although you probably want to play around with some kind of resistance fighters and do some interesting things there. Mm. Maybe we'll see some models on that front from games. But I didn't realise as well is that the king and his sort of entourage escaped to, I think it was Egypt, mm. and they raised a Greek army um, alongside the Allies and fought alongside the British in North Africa. sort of North Africa and against the Italians in sort of like fighting from the other direction. So there's so many interesting ways for you to sort of introduce them into your games. And it just comes from like just seeing one or two fun little miniature kits suddenly gets you thinking about entirely new ways of playing games, which I thought was really nice. It, it so, feels like you went down a rabbit hole when you I, I did. I was like, oh. and to Wikipedia. <laughs> That's an amazing source. Yeah. What have the Greeks ever done for us? Yeah. That's a great way of it. But no, fascinating stuff. And it's well worth going to check out the rest of the stuff from Great Escape because they do, obviously, they have an amazing Wild West game. <laughs> Dead Man's um, Hand. Dead Man's Hand, yeah. Gangster. Chicago way. Chicago way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so make sure to go and check out their World War II stuff because they've got amazing miniatures and also lots of really nice small scale stuff as well. Excellent okay. stuff. Riveting yeah. stuff there from Ben. Oh. Free. Riveting. I see what you did there. I see what you did there, Jerry. Right. So back in July, Steam Bond announced that they're going to be acquiring Simon's Diesel Punk miniatures game, Rivet Wars. Okay. So they've recently announced they're going to be taking the title to Kickstarter in an all new reboot. So, according to the announcement, they're going to be taking all of the best from the original title and upgrading the components, give it a whole fresh new look and loads of new content to go along with it. So, whether you've played Rivet Wars or you haven't, this entry point is going to be for players both new and old. So Rivet Wars Reloaded is going to be coming to Kickstarter on September the 6th. So rebooting completely from the 2014 release. So yes. if you've never played Rivet Wars before, you're going to be taking on a posing side within mm. the world of Rivet. So two players are going to go into kind of an industrialised alternate reality of uh, World War II, the first one. 
not Bellwater. We're just speaking about Bellwater. <laughs> um, but they're the all world, combining. They're all wars. <laughs> um, and the world, uh, they've evolved in the way of machines. So you've got your unique weaponry. And it's can, you as a player are going to be on each side of the wall. Uh, going for success. So you're going to have 11 refined miniatures incoming, a whole new look for the modern audience. So it's enough to pull in a new fancy modern crowd, I'd say, but not mm. enough to separate from the original title in the mix. So yeah. the game mechanics have been updated, apparently, not mm. so much in terms of details, but they are going to be incorporating tiles now. There's going to be some new scenarios and they are adding a solo mode against an AI. So... Yeah loads of content and the original factions will be making a return and they're going to have a new one people that don't really like dipping into kickstarters might want a new faction this one is going to be an exclusive this is uh, the namoans like jason momoa kind of <laughs> um and as i said kickstarter inclusive they're, they're morally gray apparently uh world tactics and they come up from i think people are going to be pneumoning um, about that one when it comes oh my out. god mick, 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 mick. <laughs> um the some units have been updated so if you do want to still play your old ones you can have a other you can slip in and switch changes in miniatures with cards there's not much information regarding all of the gameplay in total but it's not too long for us it, to wait when it does come to apparently the uh the guy who created it originally alongside i think was it was it simon you were saying that would be yeah yeah the, when they were working um he was like really really engaged with like this revamp because they apparently yeah. people to talk to him at gen con and stuff and apparently he's like super into it and definitely wants to bring out more stuff and everything. Mm -hmm. So it feels like it's going to be something that's going to come out and then potentially expand in the future, which sounds really cool. Yeah, because so, it was yeah. it's a board game, but it's like a strategy battle board yeah, game. So yeah, it, it's yeah. it's some halfway house between a, a full-on war game and a, indeed, and a board indeed. game. So it takes up a, a a fair bit of real estate on the table, but not as much mm -hmm. as a like a full six by four. Interesting, because yeah. I hadn't hadn't really come across much about it before. But I've seen that they've done expansions for Eastern Front and yeah. things like that for the original ones. So I wonder how all-encompassing this will be or if it will just be get the new edition out and then yeah. down the line. Maybe we might see some new expansions. Pop, pop into yeah. the expansions yeah. in the different, well, fronts or wherever they happen to go. But yeah, <laughs> well, keeping your eye on anyway. <laughs> Speaking of keeping your eye on things, have you ordered this, Ben? I haven't yet because I'm oh. hoping someone will buy me it as a present. Is so, oh, wow. <laughs> so I really, really, I, I, I love dragons. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, the folks, at, I had to sleep this in because I just saw it and was like, well, I definitely need to talk about this. Uh, so WizKids and Wizards of the Coast have been working on a brand new uh, premium pre-painted miniature that is now available <laughs> finally. We talked about this, I think, in February yeah. this year, but it's now properly available to buy. Um as the title would suggest, this is about $350 worth of dragon, but it what? is absolutely massive. Uh, so it's 18 inches tall and has a 24-inch wingspan. So it's uh, pretty big. Um, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, as I like to call it, a, me a megature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a, they, it, apparently, this, the, can of, the, can can of, the can of soda <laughs> doesn't come included, but there oh, we go. Okay. No, going for like a dragon blood coke or something. Can like. to scale. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, your standard reference can. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. so um, this is a massive model. Comes with detachable wings and a detachable tail so that you can actually you know, ship it. <laughs> store it, <laughs> and move and it store around. it away yeah. and all that kind of thing. Yeah, have it in your vicinity. Although I just have it on the wall, or on like a 
a mantelpiece or something. I just have it all, all the time. Uh, but anyway, obviously, $350 is a lot it's of money. Big ask, yeah. <laughs> Yay! Because I was thinking $350 for a pre-painted WizKids model. And then when I actually saw it, I actually think the painting is pretty good on it. I mean, I, it's not I bad. I think the photography's doing it justice. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 But, uh, I, and I like normally when you see these things, yeah. you can see where the like the factory has kind of someone at the factory's gone, ah, I can't be bothered. Just, just do some bone. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Whereas with this, obviously, because it's one of their more premium models, they've done a little bit more extra work on it and a little bit more care and attention in things. And there's blending and all that kind of nice stuff on the model too, which is always nice to see. Well, dry brushing. Um, well, dry brush, yeah. yeah. You might get, uh, you know, a, a wash over the top of it. it. Might not necessarily be a bad thing, but I think it's a pretty decent uh, uh, miniature pickup. Now, as we say, two hundred fifty dollars is quite a lot of money. It was going to be four hundred and twenty dollars. I see. I see that. <laughs> uh, but um, so yeah, maybe, maybe for all the hardworking DMs out there that have been doing, they've been slogging away in the old narrative mines for mm. five, six years working for you. Maybe your group can sort of club together and. Is this uh, your subtle head to your dragon. group? Because I yes. knew you DM for them all the time. <laughs> yeah. Buy me a dragon me now. A dragon. <laughs> I think I think John's right about the pictures, though. I think if you would have got more pictures of the dragon next to a lot of stuff or in something in some kind of terrain, it or, would have done it a lot more justice. But with the pictures that they've got, they do cut off a lot of the muddle. And I think this is probably one of the only ones that you do see the whole thing next to. And it's it's more account. neutral lighting in the shot as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah the render, never mind. We can't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I don't know. If I, 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 I'm, it's, it's I, an in interesting fact, I would definitely one. Go, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I flat out wouldn't. It may be half yeah. the price of a Spaug, but at the same time, <laughs> you know, I yeah. wouldn't pay that money for that miniature. Yeah. yeah, I think it's an interesting thing because you're either going to approach it from the viewpoint of, well, I have to do nothing and I just get a dragon. True. Or you could 3D print something for 20 quid. You then have to paint the thing. So, you know, it, oh, it depends which way you want to come around. God from. forbid that painting's a part of this hobby. <laughs> well, oh, for, a lot of, for, for a lot of D&D players, it, it isn't. It, it is true. just by yeah. pre-paint. Yeah, so, right. you know, so, but yeah. But at the same uh, time, I'm thinking you could go and get like a Schleck dragon, which is also yeah. pre-painted mm. for mm. £20. Mm. Oh, I mean, oh... I mean, it is a nice dragon. It, it anyway. is a nice dragon. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a lovely it's dragon. I'm not taking anything away from your dragon. Your dragon's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's uh, by Grabthor's hammer. What a dragon! Uh, but I'll, I'll just throw this. But one not up. what a deal. Yes. Uh, no, no, not not what a deal. Um, here's here's one here from Schleck. Eighteen euro sixty nine. It looks like that. Nice. It's 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 not going to be as big. I'll grant you that. But I could have a whole flight of dragons. I remember like, when like Warren, film, and, Warren and Lloyd were trying to bite every single one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. There's bound to be one yeah. knocking around here somewhere. Oh, I imagine, imagine <laughs> it is. But anyway, if, if you have um, an urge to own a dragon bigger than a can of Coke, then <laughs> you can do that for only £300. Pounds. Exactly. Yeah. For a big day, yeah. Terry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Well, yeah. For $50. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, wait, 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 £290, not £300. There we that go. £10 pounds is a difference, yeah. right? Yeah, so. Only only via xe.com. That's because true. <laughs> often we see this where it yeah. goes, it is five hundred dollars, and yeah. then when it gets here, it's five hundred pounds. Yeah, there's no exchange rate in there, so yeah. uh, I believe it when I see it on a shelf in in uh, the UK and see what yeah, the price it actually Very comes true. in at, because you may find yourself paying that four hundred and twenty anyway. Mm. Uh, right, what's our last bit of news for today? 
Uh, so the last bit of news, uh, we're turning to Games Workshop because we're going to look at what the pre-orders are for this weekend. I don't know why mm. I went slightly Scottish there. Uh, it's mainly probably because the main character that we're going to be talking about straight away is Drecky Flint, who's a badass dwarf. Um, so yes, uh, there's going to be a couple. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Uh, so this is a couple of the new book-based heroes that are coming out from Games Workshop and Black Library. He's of that dragon. Yeah, that's yeah. I actually have killed it. Yeah, so uh, you've got two characters. The first of these is Drecky Flint, who is an adventuring Caradron overlord, one of the mm. Duardin, um, who is looking pretty swish. Uh, so his book is going to be coming up for pre order this weekend alongside the miniature. So if you like his adventures, you'll be able to dive in and play them out on the tabletop as well. If you would like to do so, um, he will also come with free rules, as, as is the case with all the stuff for Age of Signal. You'll get free war scroll uh, with all the bits and pieces on for using him on the tabletop. If you want to go down the and Hero route, then you can pick up the totally emo edge lord that is Kado XR um, Ezekiah, I think his name is. Sure. sure. So edgy. Um, so he is an edgy vampire, as you yeah. say, free, yeah. who is a who is a hunter of chaos fiends. Um, so he's still a bad guy, but he's got a good side. And he comes with a massive sword, which I think is always cool to see. Uh, a lot of people who like their vampires, including one of my friends who's bought way too many vampires, is going to be picking <laughs> this one up. So very cool stuff indeed. But that was nice yeah. to see somebody is a big fan of Jandar Sunstar from Ravenloft. Well, yes, actually, very true. Yeah, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> not stealing, just appropriating. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> homage. Yeah, we've also got a uh, box set that's coming out. So we've talked about this in the past, so mm. I won't dwell on it too much. But this is the new Arcane Cataclysm box set. That comes with effectively two kind of starterish style armies for you to dive into Warhammer Age of Sigmar with. You get the core rules and everything in the box as well. Uh, but this comes with the Lumineth Realm Lords and the Disciples of Zeech or Zench, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also get the two new models leading the way for that. Um, so if you want to pick those models up, you can get that box set. And then there's also the additional releases for Warcry as well. So the previously looked at Centaurian Marshal, not Centaurian, Centaurian Marshal, <laughs> is out for you to pick up and play around with. He's your kind of Bellacore-based leader figure for your um, warbands and can be attached to any of the Chaos Warbands, whichever one you like. There's also the very, very cool uh, Chaos Legionnaires that we have talked about in the past as well with their very nice uh, sort of old school, old hammery style armor, which I think Mm. is very cool. Very, I said cool again. Very nice. (laughs) It's a meme now. Um, And you've also got those uh, nice shields as well, which remind me of the Marauders uh, shields from back in the old plastic kits, which are still in circulation anyway. (laughs) But it's a pretty nice set. I think most of them are pretty good apart from, I don't really like the guy with the horns on his helmet and and the... the kind of beastmen legs. I'm a little bit weirded out by yeah. him. Yeah, this one. but uh, yeah. yeah, but the others. Sorry, hovering nice. over him before you even started yeah. that sentence. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but look how cool their leader is with that awesome kind of like. Um, yeah. uh Crested helm. Yes, crested and, helm. And massive, massive, massive horny shield. Shield. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Have you met my? There. Have you met my greater demon? <laughs> <laughs> kiss yourself. Kiss yourself. Yeah. Kiss yourself. And uh, in addition to the models, we're also getting the thing that was meant to come out a couple of weeks ago, mm. which is the Warcry Compendium. Uh, now, if you've downloaded all of the PDFs that already came out a couple of weeks ago on Warcry Community, you probably don't need to buy this because, as far as we know from looking at the contents page, <laughs> everything that was in those PDFs was in this book um so productions issues 
Maybe. I don't know. Uh, either way, if you want a physical copy of all of those things, then you can pick this up as well. Yeah. Unless they sneak something in there, maybe they're going to sneak some bits in and they've been like, ha, 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 you didn't see this in the content. It, it's entirely possible it's just there for people like me who like refuse, to, book. Who yeah. refuse to use <laughs> yeah. digital. Yeah. You know, it's similar, but different. But yeah. the important part yeah. is the refusal. It has all of the fighter profiles and all of the abilities for all the different um, warbands that exist currently for Warcry uh, before the new edition comes out. Oh, and just as a reminder, if you thought seasons were only going to be a thing for Kill Team, mm. don't worry, they're coming to Warcry as well. There's going to be a box set every quarter and a whole bunch of other stuff as well at the same time. So there we go. <laughs> and John died a little inside. Start cutting his kidneys now. Yay! <laughs> It's, yeah. it's how you go if you don't if you don't like this current box set don't worry Wait there'll be another one. one in a couple of weeks yeah. Yeah. so yeah. yeah that's a host fun of stuff to look forward to yeah. and lots of things to pre-order this weekend if you'd like to dive in so there you go. I, I need to go and put on my fat pants after eating that much news uh, after <laughs> we shall return after the swish Okay, folks, we are back and we're going to be taking a look at some 3D printing, which we couldn't last week because uh, somebody broke my mini factory's website and it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't. It was not me. Time. That is no. my excuse. And Jerry was smashing the system. <laughs> I just run magnets over the screen in front of me until things go away that I don't like. But uh, La Louvre, is that it? La Louvre. La Louvre. <laughs> you know how you speak French, don't you? You cover the second half of the word, squint, and pronounce only the vowels you can see. <laughs> anyway, so... I think that's Cornish as well, probably. <laughs> is, um, is what you found for us last week. Yes, yeah. So this is a mythical uh, and strange and wonderful land uh, that has been put together by La Louvre. Mm. Uh, with, co- contains a whole bunch of a sort of very sort of out there pieces. Um, I would say that there are themes. Uh, and I think for the most part, you're going to get kind of like a D&D kind of fantasy RPG vibe from a lot of the stuff, mm-hmm. especially to use as monsters and things. But the rest of the rest of it is basically just what well, it seems to at least be whatever they wanted to make, really, uh, and Fair creating enough. strange things to go alongside that. Yeah. Uh, like you may, you may have noticed that the, there was a particular interesting looking pocket monster in this collection <laughs> um swamp yeah. version maybe yeah. yeah oh see that's i'm all for i'm all for that that looks fantastic if you don't immediately think bulbasaur oh all right okay yeah yeah but it's fantastic though it's see, frog toad mushroom I, I, guy see, i was looking at toadstool and a toad frog thing and i thought see, it was a, some sort of play on toad but it's a bulbasaur that's from one of those Pokemons. So then Pocket Monster games. Yeah. If you were were looking to play around with like cute Myconids, perhaps in Mm. D&D, these might not necessarily be a bad idea for you to dive into and have fun with. Uh, I think they look quite nice and you've got an interesting section of them there with sort of, you know, slightly larger guardian style creatures and then mages and shaman and all that kind of thing in there as well. So it's not a... Not a, not a bad collection if you wanted to play around with organic material and do some interesting painting, maybe with some fluorescence. The faces are beautiful the as well. The faces are very nice. Yeah. I like the fact this one's got a feather. It <laughs> yeah. shows that it's yeah. scaled, scaled appropriately yeah. for being a, a form of fungi yeah. and not actually 
a 40 foot tall monster and then it starts off the back of a rock or and that's off the back of a rock yeah <laughs> and I, I love that he's got almost like a leaf as a feather for his hat on his yeah. pedestal mm-hmm. and yeah. carrying around it's very nice feather. it's yeah. cute uh, but yeah so as is the way with most of these things uh, they have separated them up into collections so you have mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them so you know, sea creatures for example orcs and saber tooth cats and all that kind of thing as well um and that kind of sets the theme uh, for what they work on from uh, month to month i in particular i like the fung rider the fungideer yeah and the baron the, dragon the um, horse of death, I the horse of death. Baron, get the baron dragon next this level baron there we go dragon. yeah uh the fungideer in particular oh, just wow. made me like go this is very cool uh, i was very much reminded of the a Natalie Portman film where they go beyond like that strange, weird barrier. Is, and oh, what's it called? I can't remember the film. Leon? Good. No, not Leon. <laughs> uh, where she goes beyond the barrier and she finds all sorts of strange creatures that have kind of been meshed together with nature. And this very oh, much yeah. reminded me of that because you could have like the normal tones of painting like a, a traditional deer and then work in all the fluorescence and stuff at the top. Mm. That'd be really cool. I think I think this looks fantastic if you were to put it in a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be oh, like the world has gone a little bit off kilter, and mm-hmm. so all the wildlife has started to mould it off. It's, it's not right. Yeah. No, it's really <laughs> and, interesting. And very, very different. Yes, exactly. Watch any yeah. other fantasy uh, yeah. state. Yeah. I don't think anyone else has created a mushroom. No. Stag deer. No, creature, so, yeah. no, they have not. Yeah. You're correct. <laughs> the horse you got your of death. horse of death. Yeah, the twin horse heads there too, kicking ass and taking names. Mm-hmm. How happy they are! I'm going to call them Sam and Dean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can have some nice fun with that. Add some like flaming um, manes to the back of those. I think would be really nice. Well, one of the nice things about this collection as well is that you see some of the the, the finished articles as well. So you see yeah. the render work, but then you also see how it looks when it's gone through the process. And of course, it's next to a D20, of course. He's a happy little guy as well. He is a happy little guy. Probably because <laughs> he's just maimed a group of adventurers. Yeah. And he's like, ah, all sense. tidied up for today. Yeah. <laughs> he's just thinking, I don't cost $320. That's also what he's thinking, yeah. Yeah, you could take me home for as little as <laughs> as little as six dollars. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, very nice stuff. And I I like the fact that it's like it's a dragon, so you could paint it in the traditional sense, or you could turn it into something a little bit more fey. Because I think the way mm. that the wings have been done there were really nice. You could play around with it a little bit more. But, uh, but yeah, I think we've got coatles as well as always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's where it's where they've taken an animal and done something to it yes uh, you know whether it's giving it a load of um fungus mm. attributes or in this case a couple of dogs that also seem to be happy king cobras it's very that simpsons episode where they go to the island dr dr monroe monroe's island whatever it's called i can't remember but i know, I know the film and yeah the book, the but, yeah, yeah where they monroe. mesh animals yeah. and and, it, and people together but done it's like with animals. a strange animal evolution kind of thing yes I've, yeah. I've never seen anyone try to make a king cobra look derpy though <laughs> the, the one with the fangs actually protruding out Looks mega derpy. Hello, <laughs> one. Hey. Oh, it looks like a pet though. That's the thing. Yeah. These do. Yeah. You would happily keep these as a pet. Same as shark dogs we saw earlier. 
I don't Maybe know, Frey. I, I think your your love of animals goes a little too far. Sometimes. Ah, that makes us have a papal toe, John. It's not just me. <laughs> you can all you can all go onto a boat and and stay away. <laughs> There's a night. I love the minotaurs and the big bad wolf is amazing as well. The big bad wolf okay. is uh, Fenrir, isn't it? Yeah, it looks from like it's, 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 it's either get, Fenrir or it's or the wolf Sif. like Elden Ring. Yeah, Sif from from Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Sif or Sif's dog. One of the two. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's anyway, it's very cool and it looks nice. <laughs> but yeah. Is and it, again, I like the texture on the the yeah, fur yeah. on the back. There's an interesting thing to it where, similar to what we saw with the mushroom creatures. There's something a little bit off about it. So you could paint it in a non-traditional style and I think it would still work. So if you like put loads of colours through it rather than just being sort of, you know, white or grey or brown mm. or something, I think you could do some really fun stuff with it. I think this would look really nice in a paint job of, uh, do you know Okami, the amateur? Yes, so yeah, yeah. I think that would look gorgeous because it's got the kind of that rugged look. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's very much paintbrush style mm. looking. And I think that would yeah. be gorgeous. That would be Sword very nice. Mouth and all. Yeah. <laughs> the minotaurs. Some minotaurs. Yeah. I like the um because nobody likes the game. Yeah. No well, tell that to the people who sculpted the games workshop once. <laughs> they have muscles on top of muscles. <laughs> maybe, not. Maybe, maybe they weren't muscles on top of models. Maybe they that's were true. massive cancerous growths and that's why they all turned to chaos. Yeah. We around with Nurgle too long. I mean, these would be quite nice to use as sort of minotaur heroes, perhaps, rather than just being, you know, foes for you to face. Because mm. I know you can drop them into things that like D&D &D and stuff. Yes. Although yes. I would quite happily use them as foes for people to face. Oh, well, yes. Bro yeah. Broken Legion, they'd be great for that. Mm -hmm. I like all the, the scratches and scars on the blade as well. I think it's a really nice addition to things. Mm. Shows that it's a properly battle-worn blade. Or poorly forged, whichever way you want to. <laughs> or both. Or both, yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. That one will not kill. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fascinating set of stuff. Mm. What else have we got in here? Oh, what's it? A fawn familiar, a monster's collection, <laughs> and then some sort of weird kaiju-like things at the bottom. Yeah, oh, yes. big infernal skull. You so say. this is where you get. This is where you get some of it's them strange. more traditional D, D style miniatures so these are the ones that they kind of started things out with and, and created mm -hmm. for their collections and stuff um and again basically just sort of looking through flicking through the monster manual as many people want to do and sculpting the things that they think people should have on their tabletops that's i mean amazing. that's a fascinating sculpt um spooky skull time make sure you don't miss any of the errant support nubs when you're going through on that one yeah, but then you probably pro notice uh, to be fair you probably wouldn't notice yeah <laughs> it would just be was... another another bubbling royal of flame so yeah this is oh. an interesting collection more fairy, fairy dragons yes yeah. myconids shrimp I'm very on angry yeah, he's grumpy yeah he's yes. grumpy he's dying I think they all are. <laughs> it's probably somebody's landed down and ate some of their children. Yeah, but, looks yeah. Why are you frying my brother? <laughs> I didn't do it. That's what you said. It wasn't me. No, that one you just put facing a wall door, <laughs> as if it's just scratching to get out. Just leave it yeah. in the dungeon there. Yeah. You, you two can play a fantasy version of Stray. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> 
That's an imposing looking figure there. Yeah, I like that because you could use that as a statue rather than just a monster if you really wanted to as well. Or you could use supportless. You could add them as statues at the beginning of your adventure. Mm. And then you're like, oh, those are strange creatures. And then you do eventually face one later down the line. That'd be cool. So it'd be like a little marker as to what's coming. Yeah. Dagron eggs. And as you say, very much going with that fey look where the, mm-hmm. the wings are more sort of butterfly-ish rather than kind of reptilian, which I think is quite nice. Yeah. That's Groot when he skipped leg day. <laughs> <laughs> it's every now and again, you go from the sublime to mm-hmm. the chibi ridiculous, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have something that's very starkly fantasy mm-hmm. sculpt, and then... Yes. Next thing is some sort of cartoonish, whimsical little thing scratching on a door. Gorgeous wings. And I quite like that, though, because you could be slaughtering your way through a dungeon of creatures and then the DM just slides one of those in the middle and you're like, oh, my God, it's a baby. Kill it and take its loot anyway. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Displacer beast. I was going to say, I've, I've recognised, but I couldn't think yeah. of the name. Normally it's, and it's kind of using it up yeah. front. But using yeah. its tendrils to launch itself forward or like cushion its fall or something. Uh, yeah, see, oh. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next one's play with its tail or play with its tentacles. Because then you can you you can kill the evil mother and then you can raise the child as your own. Of course. <laughs> and then it will it, it will rebel against you because it will have sentience and remind remind itself. <laughs> I love the uh the eye revenant eye tyrant or tyrant eye as they've called it. Uh, with yeah, lesion? amazing. <laughs> it's nearly a lesion. It's oh, got nice. horns and a, and a skull face. Mm. It's nearly, nearly a lesion. Oh, yeah. the, the little crosses yes. for the eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's bizarre. Mm. It's not right. People at home can tell me how not. And right there's that a big is. old space for you to put your hero when it gets chomped by the beholder. Or just do that and wiggle it on your finger. <laughs> yep. It's like a, some sort of surreal finger bobs. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, finger mouse would not be expecting finger beholder to come into its world. <laughs> Look, there's those nine-tail cat people that run QCon. <laughs> yeah. I will never let that go. Why <laughs> mm. I don't go anymore. That is- <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's a really nice collection that's been around for quite a while now, actually, and they've mm. done some really nice stuff. And um, I think you can see that there's been like an evolution in the development of what they've mm. done, and they've gone for slightly more crazy and wild things as things have progressed. Uh, but uh, they've been around on on my mini factory. They've got a Patreon as well that you can dive into and have fun with. Uh, and uh, yeah, get your hands on stuff yeah. every month if you, if you prefer, or you can. Uh, uh, just buy them individually and use them as and when you need them. So yeah, it's very, very cool. Nice. I also like the fact that some of them are um, supportless and listed as such up here. Yeah. So for, yeah, so you, for you, just, um, you just drop it into your slicer and away you go. You don't need yeah, to do any. Don't need to be clever in any way, shape, or form. As less cleanup once it comes off the bed as well. Once yeah. 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 Excellent stuff. So that is La Louvre. La Louvre. La Louvre 3D. <laughs> if you're interested on my mini factory. Um, and they've got a little tribe as well. So that's the monthly doohickey. Yeah, Crows, Patreon, store, whatever, whichever way you want to go. Sweet to the beat. Right, that just leaves us with a couple of Kickstarters to see us out. Yes. Who have we got first, Ben? 
so we are actually starting with another 3D printing one. Uh, so this is from Printable Scenery, who we've looked at in the past on many occasions when they've come to Kickstarter and done their projects because we love their stuff. They do really nice kits. In fact, we've printed a bunch of it off and used it many, many times. But uh, uh, this is their Country and King 3D Printable Terrain Kickstarter. Uh, not king and country, just to confuse you. Yes. Um, <laughs> can I butt in straight away? Because I remember Go. when we were preparing for the show this morning, I was scrolling through Facebook and this ad actually came up. Oh, and I, and nice. I was like, oh, maybe Ben doesn't know. No, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, so this is for a collection of 28 to 32 mil can sort of sit in every mm -hmm. sphere and obviously you can resize things and all that nonsense wow. uh, but this gives you a selection of uh, buildings and scatter and all sorts of other bits and pieces for you to recreate the countryside of the British Isles and perhaps even a little bit of northern France if you really want mm. to but who'd want to go over there <laughs> <laughs> but anyway this allows you to make uh, your sort of Norman, ma Norman manors your castles your forts your churches, your cottages, uh, your ruins on the moors and all that kind of thing <laughs> for you to dive into and have fun with. And because of the fact that Britain just don't change, you could use these in the medieval era yeah, yeah. all the way through to a right slap bang now when you're watching this. So if you wanted to do something back in the past, you could have fun with that. If you wanted to do some Civil War stuff, you could easily play around with that. If you wanted to do some Napoleonics, you could try that. If you wanted to do some What If World War II, Imagine if the Axis had managed to land on our shores and battled through our villages and stuff. Maybe you could play around with some interesting ideas well, there. You're, uh, you're into war if you want to do your exactly. very British Civil War. Yeah, yeah, very British Civil but, War as well. Got your medieval fantasy as well. Medieval fantasy, because of course, you know, everything in fantasy true, is yeah, based yeah. off Western European aesthetics. So you could just <laughs> use this for all that as well. Uh, and the nice thing about a lot of the kits that they do and in pretty much all of the stretch goals that they've already unlocked, because of course this thing is funded, mm. Uh, you get the like whole versions of the uh, pieces and then also ruined versions as well. Um, so if you wanted to make a dynamic tabletop, you could have fun with that. And that uh, just screams World War II. Look oh, at that I job. mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So you just cool. won't step away from hanging a US airborne tripper <laughs> yeah. off the steeple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only problem is we don't have any printers at all. Printers. Mm. <laughs> <It won't work>. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yes, uh, these are only available um, as STL files, mm. as I was mentioning at the start. Uh, so if you want to get your hand on those, you can indeed do so. Dive in, have some fun with it, and play around with it. I, I think they've they have smashed it out of the park when it comes to stretch goals as well. Because really, I mean that's unusual for them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people love these things, uh, and they will go to the ends of the earth to make sure that printable scenery bring them even more files. Um, and we, we know that they can deliver as well because they've done a lot of this stuff over the last however many years working on uh, different scenery for fantasy, for sci-fi, for historical and all sorts of things in between as well. So um, they definitely know what they're doing. So it's a little bit of a safe bet, which is always nice to know on Kickstarter. Mm. So yeah, pretty good stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm sure if you joined in and had a look at even more of this, you could help them unlock a whole bunch more, oh, more no. terrain to no. play around with as well. There, the, must, there must be yeah. a finite... <laughs> amount of things that they already have concept when does when does the yeah. concept artist pen run out i think <laughs> <laughs> um, like a french yeah. mausoleum yeah there's, there's so you over the challenge oh, <laughs> oh dear anyway <laughs> um so yeah uh, you can have a, there's basically an entire village maybe even a town there now 
Uh, chicken huts. Thankfully, the chicken huts have not been destroyed, unlike the pig pen. Pigs are <laughs> yes. done for. Poor pigs. But yeah, <laughs> stunning They've stuff. Been blown down. Yeah. Ten days left and still going strong for the old printable scenery. Yep. Yeah, stunning bits and pieces in there. And we're going to stick yeah. with the medieval-looking village. We are, yes. But going in a whole other direction. Yeah. Um, so we've done 3D printing. Mm. How about some actual physical files for you to download and add to your collection? Well, uh, files. <laughs> How about some actual physical products physical to product, add yeah. to your tabletop? <laughs> Not your folder on your on your desktop. Uh, so this is from Slime Industries, uh, mm. which uh, uh, is done by a man named, I think it's Philip Page, I think his name is. So I'm right, check yeah. it out just to check out. It is indeed Philip Page, yes. He was an understudy of uh, the Fenris lot, uh, yeah. apparently, but has stepped out to do his own thing and uh, has been working on tiny, tiny, tiny six mil medieval village terrain, yeah. which I think is both charming and exceptionally detailed. Wow. So, yeah. It is. It's, it's an interesting um, bunch of things. We'll start with the, the buildings, I suppose. The buildings themselves are terrific. Um, yes. Yeah. And Six mil obviously has huge amount of proponents behind it. Um, so you've got really unique pieces that work to build up a whole range of terrain for all your your um, medieval needs, including things like the charcoal burners camp. Which, you know, I've read about charcoal burners out the edge of the forest, constantly just keeping these things going to produce all the charcoal required. Um, but I've never think of actually ever modeling it for the tabletop. Uh, but the other thing is, if you don't play six mil, um, something that gets done quite a bit, uh, especially with historic, is if you're playing a, like a DBX style game where you have villages. I know I've done this for Napoleonics. Um, in a larger scale, like 15 mil, dropping down a level in terrain because you've got villages, but villages either can't be occupied or they can only be occupied by one sort of stance you don't need to have all this stuff individually represented so having a little grid or square or a bit of felt and then putting the smaller things on it and you go there's my representation of a village because if yeah. you do it in 15 mil it becomes a bit big and blocky whereas um especially the likes of the dbx stuff the impetus and, and bits and pieces like that just having the areas sectioned off is all you need so you could either put one big building on it or you could have this little cluster to show you know the villages sitting there and they look absolutely terrific yeah yeah uh, they're all resin for the most part mm. apart from there's a few components which are laser cut but that's oh. i think that's specifically for the, the, um, the sales on the windmill uh, and yeah. stuff but uh but yeah and then you also get the little micro world that's games peasant rabble set which i think is a nice little addition to things peasanty they? rabble if you're after a bit of peasanty rabbleness <laughs> and, you're and who isn't because no. i want to play battle tack on it well you would <laughs> see i understand that i i was thinking that you could also use it to you know big ones big big miniatures <laughs> here's a poor struggling village of peasants and here's a mech that's just kicking over their houses and <laughs> hiding behind their windmill for cover. And you can only stop it with the peasants. <laughs> well, that's true. Pink, pink. Yeah. <laughs> please, please don't come in here. It's like yeah, throwing them underneath the... with pitchforks trying to tip it over when it's <laughs> but coming down. Yeah. I think the detail on these is phenomenal. I love yeah. that you get all of the individual planks of wood. You get all of the individual yeah. tiles. It, they, they, they just look great. I think it's a... A really nice little selection of stuff for you to play around with. 
and um, your mud beehive. Yeah, and 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 play games as you say mm. in six in six mil or maybe you know yeah, scales either def- side of that. Definitely, so. if you if you're planning on doing big games of any sort of ilk, it's interesting thing is to section off to have areas and go well that is a village and then just mm-hmm. have the village displayed in whatever way shape or form in a smaller scale because it gives you a better sense of um density i suppose is yeah. what i'm looking for but yeah i absolutely love these mm-hmm. um interesting interesting stuff mm-hmm. and definitely worth having a look at if you've got your historic on very good for um fantastic battles as well it would very well. much work for that. which again yeah. has specific sort of footprints for terrain mm-hmm. so you just need to be able to section things in there and then it doesn't yeah. really matter what size you're playing in yeah. but there 13 is 13 days left on that 13, one yeah. Yeah. yeah and again funded yeah. as well so don't think there's going to be anything else added to that it is what it is but it's fairly complete as is so little tiny one yes yeah, <laughs> excellent stuff especially if you're after a mud pile from a charcoal burner's uh, <laughs> setup uh, who, who wouldn't want one of those who wouldn't be? I mean, we've all been there it's either that or a still in the forest. It's one or the other. It's either a charcoal burner or a moonshiner. These are your choices. Uh, so yeah, check out Slime Industries Medieval Village. That wraps us up for another week. Uh, we shall return on Sunday for the XLBS. If you're not already a cultist, you can come over to ontabletop.com and sign up for a free 30-day trial and join us as we witter away on Sunday morning as we sort of ease ourselves out of our hangovers. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we shall return next Friday for more of the same. Until then, have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye.